Hello everyone. Welcome back to our severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions. With Ian and Tyler, you are listening to Sound Audits. How are we doing tonight, Tyler? Better now. As always. Oh, I'm yeah. just getting used to that answer. It's alright, though. I forgive you at this point. I'm not as annoyed by it as I used to be. I think it's a it's a shtick right okay. now. Okay. It's okay. just... Well, I'll let you have your shtick. It's, it's fine. It's the show. Yeah. Hope you all are doing well at this point in recording, and I know our timeline's gotten kind of screwed up, especially in the recent times, just because we've had a backlog of uh, albums that we've been doing, and we've been trying to catch up on things, but at the time of recording this, things on the Rona side of things are starting to untighten the grip that the governor has on the collective cock of uh, the state's is slowly starting to loosen. So that's where we're at right now. Um, gyms are open up. Um, we're getting back to work. Things are things are going swimmingly right now and starting to feel a little bit more like real life. Um, hope you all are still staying, staying safe despite of that. S- despite, despite of that? Despite that, though. Because, of course, uh, then we would have no revenue and we'd lose all of our listeners. And that's how we validate our existence. Please stay safe. What are we talking about tonight, Tyler? The 1975 Project. Notes on a conditional form. Highly anticipated and... Extremely. Yeah, extremely anticipated and... Kind of mixed in receivings, I would say. Well, that's what the 1975 are at this point. The 1975, of course, being one of the biggest rock bands to come out of the UK in recent times. Um, and... People go absolutely nuts over them. I'm going to be honest with you. Before this album came out, I hadn't listened extensively to the 1975. I listened here and there. And I think there was a point where you were into a couple of their songs that you've like showed me. Um, as well as when we reviewed the Japanese House album, that self-titled record that we did early 2019. I listened, I went back and sort of listened to a bit of their, I think it was their 2016 record, just to get a familiarity with their sound, because I had heard, and I mean, we'd both had heard at that point, that that was heavily inspired by the 1975 and produced by the lead singer, I think, or at least co-produced. Matt Healy. I haven't had, that being said, I haven't had an extensive career in listening to the 1975, but I was tentatively anticipating this, um, based on some of the teaser tracks, I like most people enjoyed people when it came out um the second track on here uh, i thought that was a good teaser and i guess i'll get into why later but the 1975 from a critical standpoint has been mixed from a fan base standpoint they are revered as gods just with whichever side that you're that you're on it really depends on which side of the coin you end up on like when which heads or tails it's really like a night and day difference so but i guess i can give a, a, a little bit of uh background on them as a band they were formed in 2002 in wilmslow cheshire now based in manchester um uh and the band at least right now consists of the lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist matthew healy lead guitarist adam han han uh, bassist Ross McDonald and the drummer slash producer uh, George Daniel and they have been pigeonholed into many different genres uh, from alternative rock to indie pop to uh, synth pop to a little bit of like folktronica and folk rock definitely more on the alternative side of the rock spectrum uh, rock pop kind of staying in that 
area a little bit. I mean, they've they they really they've they've got their fingers in a lot of different pies at this point, though. Especially with this album, um, there are many fingers in many pies. Some of some of which are an interesting, uh, I guess, change for the 1975, considering especially from what I've been hearing over the past couple of years about them. This is was definitely an interesting place to start with this band. Um and I don't I even though they were formed in 2002, I don't think yeah, they didn't release an album until uh their self-titled debut which was in 2013. So 10 years after the initial formation. I think they were originally like a high school band just for fun though and they kind of grew from there. I wouldn't I don't know like the lore of the 1975 too much, but I guess you can go look that up if you've if you feel the need, if you feel it's necessary. Can I give some information on the album? Go for it. Released May 22nd. Released May 22nd, yeah. It's 80 minutes and 30 seconds. 22 tracks. 22 tracks. This is not a this is not a small album. This is this is not like one bite you take a chew and you know what you're getting into. This is more of the th- whole the, the whole three course meal that you have to sit down and you have to process digest then you shit it back out and you finally have an understanding of it this was really like this required some extensive listening and like you said it was produced by uh matt healy george daniel and jonathan gilmore uh, it's the fourth studio album by the 1975 and it has been in the works since August of 2018. Yeah, this is this this was not a short album process and either. I heard that. For the band, this album has been described primarily by fans as genre hopping and it mainly navigates through the 1975s like normal pop, rock and electronics feel that they always go through but, but, but more of a mix there are more instances instances of pop rock folk and watching the anthony fantana review he even mentioned light industrial rock on a few songs but it's very light it's whiffs of and uk garage and that the trap sound that is unique to the uk it is it makes a few appearances there are features by fka twigs phoebe bridges and there is a wait really there is an inspirational spoken word piece by Greta Thunberg Greta Thunberg the of all people poster child for climate control so climate change climate control whatever you climate, want to call yeah, it yeah not climate control climate change I was gonna say cli- I yeah. don't think I've ever heard climate control there, in my there, life but and digest about o- this album overall, I had no idea there were features overall I didn't do my research fuck overall the uh, the album has been po- pretty polarizing to critics. Some people love it. Some people are not about it. People like Anthony Fantano was not favorable of this, but people like the New York Times gobbled this album up, and it's yeah. the best. I've seen best some places giving it like three stars and stuff like that. So, like they they give it fairly favorable reviews. I and I before we get into things, I just want to say that there are numerous outlets that i've read from who have compared the experimental mentality of this album to the likes of the white album by the beatles and i'm not Um, i'm not there but it's been placed in the category of by numerous magazines that i read from um so well uh, more on that later i i don't know about that chief that's 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 quite the bar to set but I mean, I guess whatever you're into, I, I, we we can talk about the music here, can't we? We've given enough background on these guys. 
I feel like we buttered them up enough. Let's let's get in the let's get into the nitty gritty, shall we? Alright, here we go. We're gonna, I'm, at least I'm gonna start off going track by track here into what I'd like. The, uh, the thing with this is, I'm gonna go off the bat and just say, I started taking notes, and I took notes on tracks 1 through 12, and then after that you kind of get the gist of what's going on here, but I took, I did take notes on, like, lyrics and things that stood out to me that I found interesting, so... Um, I'll start with track one, and we'll just Ian hop the one in. with the one with Greta Thunberg. Yeah, Greta Thunberg. And I, she's Swedish. I forget how you exactly pronounce her name. I know that Greta everybody here. Thunberg. I, I, I think everybody here just says Greta Thunberg, but like, I think I should probably look it up for sensitivity purposes. But whatever. Yeah, we're probably being super offensive. It's all right. It's all right. Interesting tidbit here. All that I had to say on this one, the 1975 is the first track of all of their albums, and mm-hmm. this is the first one with a guest star. Yeah, spoken word. So we get political pretty early on. In more ways U- than usually, one. Usually, usually the song, the title track features lyrics, and this one they just took a different approach. I don't really have a problem with it, but like in terms of like musical quality, I don't really. This doesn't add any anything for me. Track two, People, is the lead single and is mostly a cry for people to act against the the world's problems. It is extremely ballsy. Yeah. This this song, I, I have to say, the first time that I listened to this song, this is not what I expected from the 1975. The sugary, um, synth-layered electro-pop that they were delivering on their 2018 album and pieces of that and like even some dream pop here and there. And then they go balls to the wall with this f- fucking Led Zeppelin-era fucking thrasher. It's a two-minute banger of a rock song. And it is balls to the wall, nuts to the butts. It is huge. It truly is the ballsiest track on here. And in more ways than one, too. It's Matt Healy being upset with the generational gap in politics and conservatism. And it was written following a show that they played in Alabama the night that the infamous abortion ban was set in place in 28 i believe it was, it was either 2018 or 2019 but it Where was, was that put in place alabama oh yeah it was alabama yeah so it's it's a spawn of that and it's just angry thrash full of emotion and as far as the album goes this is one of the most memorable tracks for me like i i could Stood i could see myself returning to this one i don't have but even the lyrics and about. stuff are ballsy like talking about how people like people and they want alive people like you you can't yeah. get much more blunt than that yeah. and i also it, really song, enjoyed the line where he just screamed fuck barack obama i thought that was ballsy too the, like where the, the the balls on this track are enormous I've said balls so many times within the past minute and i am unashamed of myself because this track has some chops and I appreciate that about it. The immediateness and the passion and just the emotion is instantly palpable. Yeah, you can feel it in in the whole track. 
Track three, the end, music for cars. Most people don't know this, but the instrumental track was written by Matt Healy following the death of a close family member. And it was an ambient piece on their 2013 EP, and it makes it a reappearance on this project, but the version is an orchestral reinvention of that piece from seven years ago, and it's a tribute to the person that they lost. And I don't really have a problem with the actual music itself. The context and placing is a little weird of this track. We can get into that later, but it's there, and that's some background on what it's about, I guess. Um, track four, Frail State of Mind. Uh, this track feels as though it was designed for late night drives after a storm. And the feeling that I get from this song kind of resembles some of what I got on the, on the weekend project. Like for me, this is car music. I would listen to this in the car. And for me, like the vibe of this is, a wet city night where everything is all of the signs and lights and everything are reflecting off of cars and puddles in the street and like the, this the imagery some that major com- vaporwave late night japanese bullshit it's the imagery that comes to me when i i think of this and listen to this it's like that scene out of the james bond movie, the sky that that was that skyfall was, yeah yeah sky, when that they're scene when they're, yeah, yeah 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 that's that's the if you've ever seen that that's the vibe i got i got you Number five, streaming. Uh, it's an instrumental section, which, according to Matt Healy, is a sonic tribute to the lives, to the likes of Cult of Luna, Godspeed, you Black Emperor, and finally Sigaros. What? Yeah. Godspeed, you Black Emperor, and Sigaros? Huh? All right, that's not something I would have placed, but okay. So, well. if you want to know where the the inspiration on that one where what's striking that fancy i mean i guess cigarettes because i just i got more cigarettes than than anything else on that but i still the sex (laughs) oh no oh okay we can't go track by track anymore we can't go on like this um we can we can this song is kind of a a downtrodden pop scale i don't have a lot of problems with it but the problems I have will come out later. This is the I first think, time the country influences show yeah, up on the I album. Think, I think that this is the 1975 trying to show what they are capable of, what they're... This is them going for their white album effect. We're yeah, going like, into different genres. Hey, this is what we're listening to. We listen to more genres of music than you do kind of thing. Right. And so far we've gone from pop to a little bit of dream pop, some Sigaros ambience, and now we're House getting music, some now we're getting shit. into a little bit of country. So we've already touched like seven bases. There's only four bases on the field and we're inventing new ones and they're running circles in the outfield. It makes no <laughs> sense. I don't have any clue what's going on at least we kind of know where their heads headspace is I, w- I would like to know what the process of recording this was because this is a lot of tracks and like what like how do you sit down and decide like what order this happens right like do they just shuffle cards and draw names they just out of the draw hat? straws yeah like interesting confusing. next one's yeah i know track seven yeah uh, heavily inspired to me by Tom York's solo projects. Okay, I guess. I, I get a lot of that. Track eight, 
Then Because She Goes. It's a reminiscent love track flooded with guitars and some dreamy vocals. I actually really like the vocals on this track. This this is one of the tracks that I think Matt Healy is probably the most interesting with his vocals and his inflections. Okay. Probably the most, just the most unique that he gets. Singing about somebody that he loved, but someone that he's not going to love permanently is kind of an interesting concept because he's singing about somebody that he knows and understands that he loves in the moment, but like he also understands that it's not going to last. And I don't really think that we get a lot of love songs from that perspective. Kind of interesting. No, it's an interesting. I yeah, thought, I I thought it was kind of chill. Jesus wanna, Christ, 2005, God bless America. Yeah. Do you want to take that one? I actually, this was one of the tracks that I liked better than others, especially because it was more interesting lyrically talking about uh, the irony in people who are Christian, but are gay um and kind of talking just about the parallel and like the struggles that people have to go through and the mental stress of having to deal with this higher power that believes that you are wrong for your sexuality detailing that very thoroughly with a male voice and then also in the second verse a female voice and they kind of together sing the chorus phoebe bridges Um, that wait, wait oh that's phoebe bridges okay all right Okay, I get where she fits in now. And I thought this was definitely one of the more memorable tracks, for sure. Songwriting-wise, it's all right. Um, It's nothing that blew me away, particularly. Um, But I liked the concept a lot. So I'll give it a pass, as well as the guitar work is... Um, above passing grade, so I'll give you, I'll give, I'll, I'll give you an A plus for your effort here. I, I, I thought, uh, that this, especially with, in the midst of this track list, stood out, uh, a bit more than some of the other things here. Vocals actually work really well together. No, the I vocal chemistry was, was really good too. Definitely yeah. a good pick in, uh, feature. And it's one of the few examples of, like, good folk on the album. I'm okay with it yeah. for the most part. Uh, track 10, Roadkill. Um, this track. is what's that? Another country track. Another country track, and this one was actually kind of interesting. Like less instrumentally, more lyrically. Lyrically, it was interesting. It's about the trying to look for excitement while on the road and touring and pleasure seeking, and it's ha- it has some funny lines on it. Something about a tucked up erection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a good portion of the track is confession. He talks to- a lot about homosexuality. A lot. the The line, the like, the very first line is, "Man in the gift shop called me a fag." Uh, I feel my tucked up erection. That's. I mean, I I'll give you points for again, kind of being ballsy with your lyrics. I know, but the the like, yeah. And that's kind of funny. Like, like, the tucked up erection is like him longing for the days where he was more sexually adventurous. That's that's kind of humorous. That's funny. it is. That's yeah. a that's a. He could have been more blunt and gross about that, but that's just entertaining. That's quality. I'm okay with it. Track eleven. Me and you together. Yeah, this was another one of those singles that I actually kind of enjoyed. And this is a left hook in the track list being that it's an actual, like, 1975 just doing their thing um, over a song. Like, it's the bright, shimmering production um, with the bright, shimmering guitars and those synth lines as well as um, the touched-up vocals, which I really don't have a problem with how clean this song is, actually, because it is very catchy. I think it's pretty well written, especially for a 1975 song. I really didn't have a problem with, and it's cute. Like, it's it's a fun kind of lose-your-mind-over-it doesn't 
you don't have to really think about it too hard. It's not something that you have to sit over pondering about it for days. It's just kind of instantaneous. It's catchy. It does its job. I, I do think it's very well written as well as um, it just pops. It really does. It's kind of sad, too. And that's kind of disguised. It's like him being infatuated with a friend doesn't feel the same. Right. Him. Yeah. And I think that love sickness is a theme that comes up across the album, too. That That's something for that should sure. be mentioned. And then there's track 12. Track 12. I think there's something it's you a, should know. It's another house-inspired song. Interesting. UK, UK Garage. This is like the picture boy for UK Garage. Mm-hmm. This, yeah, I don't really have a lot to... Nothing revealed, everything denied. Gospel influences? Strange. Yeah. I mean, we we already got past track 12. Go ahead, do your spiel. I know you had a spiel at the end of this. No? No spiel? I'm going to let you finish. Okay. I'm going to talk overall a little bit. I appreciated how many influences went into this album. I really do. And I appreciate their attempts at just about everything here. Um, also appreciate some of their um, songwriting on this album. I thought that uh, Tonight I Wish I Was Your Boy was actually like a fairly decent synth pop, a kind of 80s throwback with some disco thrown on top of there. I really do. I thought that song popped in the track list as well. As well as I appreciate the last song, guys, even if I'm not a fan of the songwriting. I just appreciate how goddamn wholesome it is because he's basically just talking about how his life uh, changed for the better when he met his bandmates and saying he, he didn't he don't he doesn't know how he'd go on without his guys. And like that is wholesome as fuck. It's just like me and the boys song. It's it's the pinnacle of a me and the boys song, um, and it is wholesome, and I appreciate it for that. That being said, this album is a bit of a, a crapshoot, and it's kind of predictable, but we can get into that in the next section, can't we? All right, let's do it. Going into this album, just based off of the singles, right? I listened to the singles, which was People, Frail State of Mind, The Birthday Party, Me and You Together song, uh, and some others. Uh, I forget. It might be all the Star Tracks here, which there are like six of them. There, there was a lot of lead up to this album. Um, they definitely kept fans since late later last year, I believe. Um, they kept fans kind of fed. They kept giving, like, breadcrumbs out, like, here, you can have some material until, you know, like, we'll blue ball you a little bit, but here, you, you can have some of this stuff while you wait. Um, and just based off of the singles, I could tell that this was not going to be that cohesive of a project. Um, just based off of how different all of them were, and I, I don't have a problem, again, with how different some of this stuff is. What I have a problem with is how I can characterize or how I can break down a bulk of this project project into three categorizations. And those categorizations are country folk bullshit, um, some UK garage house bullshit, and then ambient slash orchestral pieces that are like one, two, maybe three minutes on an odd, on a good day. And that makes up, I shit you not, like 12 tracks, 12, 14, something like that tracks here. It's a lot of them. And you really get a feel for that very quickly. Just listening to when the full album came out, 
Um, just listening to the first, I think, six or seven tracks, it gives you a taste of what the rest of the album is going to be like. And I, I, I don't want to sit here and pretend that this album doesn't throw some left hooks at you. Like the disco and then the uh, Me and You Together song, People Definitely, um, is a left hook, um, as well as the gospel influence on that one track. Safe to say, plenty of other influences that come in, but I can I could break the album down into those three sections, and most of them were bastardizations of those genres, which is kind of harsh, but I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, and I'm, not gonna, I'm also not going to lie to you on the front that even the songs that were left hooks in the track list weren't all good. Don't Worry is disgusting. Don't Worry is this pop piano ballad kind of thing, like trying to be Elton John, but also trying to be this like 40s vocal pop, kind of cute, trying to be more of a vibe than it is. And it comes off disgustingly cliche and derivative. And the, the chord progression is so disgustingly bland. The vocals are processed weirdly. I don't necessarily have a problem with the way the vocals are processed, but over the backdrop... It is questionable. And that gospel influence track, the, it, the, the, the gospel choir in the first part feels very, very tacky. Feels very tacked on. When it comes to all of the other tracks where um, you can kind of, or I could kind of categorize it, again, appreciate all of the influences that came in after, or that came into this project. But when it comes down to it, this album is very, very disgustingly and boringly predictable. And even some of the tracks where they threw a curveball at you really didn't surprise me. It really wasn't like anything out of this world that blew me away. And even the tracks that I liked, I still have problems with. Mostly for the fact that the 1975 works without nuance in their mix. And let me, let me, let me break that down a little bit. This is not to say that they don't weave certain instruments and certain parts in and out of each other very well. I think they're pretty decent at structuring a track, at least. Um, but when it comes to dynamic on a lot of the tracks on here, um, like Me and You Together song, people I don't have that much of a problem with because I, I know what the track is going for. Even some of the house-inspired songs or the UK Garage, you hear the first 30 seconds and it stays the same for like the rest of the track. The dynamic doesn't change. Uh, maybe they'll throw a couple of different like sound effects and bells and whistles at you. The vocals might change up a little bit, but the overall dynamic of the song stays the same. And I had a problem with that throughout this project because it became sort of an eyesore after a while and what i'm going to end off on is uh the birthday party is one of the worst things that i've ever heard it is one of the worst country songs or uh attempts at a country song I, okay not one of the worst things that i've ever heard but one of the worst things that i've heard this year it is really disgustingly derivative <laughs> the, the the lyrics are really something to behold um and i'm not going to get into that really if if you feel like going on genius and looking it up it really like without context those lyrics will make your stomach churn a little bit um it's it really it doesn't uh uh no mm -mm, no and that's where i'm going to leave it off i thought that this 1975 album was a crapshoot and yet very very predictable and bland in a lot of different ways so i'm gonna give it to you go ahead tyler you can you can give your ted talk now. i am not i'm going to summarize very quickly okay track listing was extremely shoddy and 
where the unpredictability comes in, where the moments where you're surprised, it's not a pleasant surprise. And that's a little, that kind of sucks as you're going through this. Because the biggest surprise is people, and that's in the first literally five minutes of the record. I, For me, the biggest surprise going into this, and I already knew about it ahead of time, but it was the orchestral bits because it was very different, and I was expecting them... I was expecting the songs to fade into them and fade out of them into the next track. And I was really excited for that. And they stick out like sore thumbs. They're so abrupt and they come out of nowhere and they go into nowhere. And they make absolutely no sense thematically and make, they contribute nothing. They're just there. And it's, it's not like, m- might it's, as well be white noise. There's, it, they come across as like the band tuning up, like getting ready for the next song. And it's like time wasted. And that really, really bothered me. The background vocals on a lot of this track, I'm trying to pick out things that you didn't say. Background vocals across uh, the majority of the project are horrible. Like the worst background vocals that I have heard on an album, like consistently bad. I don't understand why that is because I think generally Matt Healy has good vocals, but the way that they're integrated and mixed and come across in the songs is just really really shoddy it's not even like it's not even it's not even like appalling like i'm grossed out by it but it's just it could be so much better like kind of questionable everything everything is so clean and and shiny coming out and it this it that just stood out to me as being like well you could have done that one again like why why did that get through I like the I like the lyrics for the most part, but there isn't a mix of inflections or anything. A lot of it is just the same, and it's not exciting. I I think that my biggest biggest problem with this project is that it's it's predictable in a way that, like you said, you listen to thirty seconds, you've got the rest of the song. It's all there. There's no. There's the song is just all of the songs are stagnate after the first exactly stagnant is the way to it's like you're in a uh, it's like you're in a it's like you're in quicksand and it's like you step your foot in and it's like oh something new and then we're slowly sinking slowly are we progressing no but we're slowly dying like we're suffocating (laughs) this sucks (laughs) it's kind of that but the sound equivalent and that's that was my TED talk. I nah, no. I don't and think this was for you know either what? of us. I'm going to be. I'm going to be really positive in my conclusion and the way that I that I word things. I'm going to try to be, but like, it's not a good album as a whole, as no. a cohesive piece. This is not a. This is not a great A project. Mm-mm. Yes, and a lot of it was like unpleasant. Some of it made me physically recoil, it, like the birthday party. But I, I was, I was mostly just blown away by how forgettable it was. Yeah, I think if you ask me to recollect some of these songs, I don't think I could. I listened to this six or seven times in the past me month. Me too. Some of them, if you ask me to recall, I probably couldn't for the life of me. Um, and that's sad, but leaves room for improvement on the bright side, I guess. So, are we ready to close this sucker out?
In conclusion, and this is my humble opinion, when the band plays to their strengths, they have a pretty good focus sound which they own, and they do a good job at it. Agreed. I don't think that they were sticking to that for the majority of the album. I think that there was a lot of experimenting in the wrong areas, and I think that there was just a consistent lack of cohesiveness across the entire project. And that was my biggest problem, among all of the other biggest problems I mentioned. Um, Matt Healy is a very good songwriter a lot of the time. He's witty, and he has romantic songs, and he's confused, and all good things. He's pretty honest as well sometimes. I don't think that the way that what he's saying is portrayed, it doesn't bring life to his words. There's no breath of life given to most of these songs. They're stagnant. They're not really that interesting. And they're very forgettable. And a lot of that is through the instrumentation and just the lack of anything interesting going on with vocal inflections. There's nothing that sets this apart as a 1975 album aside from their signature sounds and the three guitarists and the things that they do you could put another label in this and it could just as easily be someone else who's experimenting in the wrong places come on reel it back into I don't, your positive i, don't, I just ending. don't reel i don't it back into your positive ending my conclusion is that i don't feel like they are a band who's walking in the right direction who is ready to pull off an album of this magnitude what they yeah. were going for I don't think that they're mature enough in their own sound, and I'm not sure that they're going to be a band who will be. I I think that they're best suited to stick with their strengths, and weaseling outside of that, maybe individually or as a different collective, they would be better, but as a whole, I don't think that this works. And there's really nothing wrong with sticking to your guns either. Like, as cool as the White Album is... You also have classics in other genres where people just stick to their guns and they do it religiously to a T. Like if you look at the Blue Album by Weezer, that album is heralded in the annals of pop rock history um, simply because Rivers Cuomo was able to sit down and write some good songs and he was able to deliver them in their own quirky way. And I think if the 1975 took more of that approach to their songwriting and structuring of an album, they would have more luck. I really do. And maybe it won't have, you know, the the big cultural impact like the White Album did where the Beatles were breaking apart and it was like this fucking magnitude nine earthquake that hit the entirety of the the Western Hemisphere and shit. Like, you, you, maybe you won't have that. But... At least you won't have more albums like this under your belt where it's just song after song of questionable decisions. I don't know. Looking forward into the future, I hope they make changes to, um, I guess, spearhead just some good songs. And I hope they put the put the focus goggles on and they just stick down the straight and narrow of the 1975 and they stick to their own lane because I really think they, sh- they could pave out a, a, a name for themselves. 
but I, not like this. I this, want them. This album wasn't it. I want them to put out that essential 1975 album, like mm-hmm. the classic one that just embodies what they are. I want them to put out something that really validates like everything that I've heard everybody saying about them, you know, because I've heard rave reviews about them and I haven't gotten it up to this point, especially I've, with this album. I think that they have it in them. I think that they could too. Just depends on where they go next, I and guess. It's going to take a lot of right decisions to mm-hmm. make it there. Mm-hmm. Not to say, not to say that we know what those right decisions are, but absolutely not. What do we know? Yeah. Do you have a grid? Um, let me hear yours. Actually, it's a straight six. It's That's a generous. six for me. That's very generous. I feel like I've given a lot of albums like around this score recently. Maybe not. Give it what it deserves. I also didn't mention that this album didn't need to be an hour, so it just, I don't know. A lot of it was painstaking for me. Mid four. I'm giving it a mid four. It. <laughs> I was sorely disappointed, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But am hopeful because I enjoyed some of the attempts that they made. And I do think that they are creative in some ways. So I think we can leave it at that. And if we can, then I would like to thank all of you who came out for listening. You mean the world to us. We're so happy to be doing this uh, in our own small little corner of the internet. We appreciate you all being a part of this. Uh, If you have any suggestions for us or anything like that, uh, give us a comment on Instagram. Send us an email at soundartistgmail.com if you want to... be a part of like an interview segment or something like that you want us to uh check out your music promote you or whatever give us a give us shoot us an email give us a give us a message we'll we'll get back to you on it with all of the events going on right now we decided that we wouldn't do much on the social media side of things because everything's being stormed with um the protests and all of the the messaging that's very very clearly needs to be uh promoted right now like that's the most important thing on those socials so we decided to lay off a little bit but we'll get back onto that i'll be posting my written reviews of albums and shit um really soon and depending on what this when this comes out we probably already have so go check it out anyway but just wanted to leave you know and if you want to follow the 1975 go listen to their music go check them out on instagram they've they're the 1975 i mean you can't really miss them and if you have any suggestions, if you thought our opinions were wrong, go leave us a comment. Go leave us an angry comment. We will debate you. I will fight you in, in the comments. Boy, thank you for listening. Uh, we have new segments coming out Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard. Sunday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard. Uh, we'll be plos- posting classic reviews, interviews, maybe some think pieces here and there. Keep on the lookout for that. You have been... Sound. Audited. Ha! <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We will see you in the next episode. And until then, take care, stay safe. Peace out.